Hey guys, I'm Alicia Tova and welcome to The Freelance Hustle, a podcast for go-getters. Each week, I'll be sharing pieces of my story along with fellow hustlers so you can run your business like a pro. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to be back with another episode. I'm so happy you guys loved the last one with Momoko. It was just so great to have her on and it was honestly a really helpful conversation for the two of us just to check in with each other and see how we are doing both as individual people and as a team. I am really excited for my next guest. I think you guys will have a lot to take away from her. Her name is Carly Gribov. She has spent the last 11 years helping leaders, whether they're teachers, school administrators, management teams, just executives and people who need help coaching and managing. She creates change through catalytic coaching, first as an elementary school teacher in an underserved community, and then as a coach to hundreds of teachers and administrators across Chicago public schools. She worked for Teach for America. I'm sure you guys have heard of that. Carly's earlier years of coaching allowed students and clients to achieve breakthrough results in historically challenging environments. As managing director of recruitment at Teach for America, Carly led national recruitment teams to build the infrastructure and people processes to cultivate thousands of leaders to work towards educational equality. Most recently, she's been leading a startup at a real estate development company, and she coaches people like you and I who need help going from one thing to another and hitting roadblocks along the way. I know she has helped me tremendously throughout my business, She's actually helped me for the last 31 years of my life because she is my sister. So welcome to the podcast, Carly Rivov-Siegel. This is so fun. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you guys are going to be able to tell us apart. We do kind of sound alike. We sound pretty similar and we have a lot of things similar about us, but we have a lot of things different about us. Yeah. Well, I mean, Alicia, I think you are incredible. This is kind of like a weird fangirl moment for me to be on my little sister's podcast. (laughs) But no, it's totally true. Like you and I together, we are so different, but we're also really similar in a lot of the ways that are most important. And I think we could rule the world if and when we team up. So I'm excited to have this conversation with you. I've always said, come to my team. I don't know how well we necessarily work together. Yeah, there are lots of people out there that are saying that's a terrible idea. (laughs) But I do want for people listening, and I know I introed you a bit, but I would love for you to talk through how you got to the position where you're at now and why you feel so much fulfillment in helping people like myself. Yeah, I'd love to. So I'll kind of go, you know, from growing up to the different experiences that shape me into the role that I have now where I really do feel like I am living my purpose. So you can attest to this, but growing up, you know, I, I've always been really interested in why people do things and relationship dynamics and navigating those things and solving problems, <laughs> solving problems for people. When I was younger, this took the form of probably telling people how to do things, but that's shifted as I've, as I've grown up. I'm the oldest child, so it's us two, and we have our younger sister, Dana, Our parents are divorced. And I think like these two aspects of my identity definitely, like I said, made me interested in helping people figure out how to solve problems and all the messy relationship stuff that goes on with those dynamics. So when I was in college and I was trying to figure out what to do, I was drawn towards careers where I was going to be in a place where I was interacting with people on a daily basis and helping to solve big problems and make an impact. And that's what led me to teaching. So 
like you said, my first job out of college, I was working as a teacher in a low-income community. And I was like essentially a coach, you know, for my 90 kids, basically helping them figure out how do I achieve something that like I might not even know is possible right in front of me. That was just I mean, to this day, the hardest job I've ever had. So any teachers out there listening, you guys are incredible. Everything that you do is just so, so, so important. You're amazing. But that really kind of kicked off the next decade of my career, where I spent the next 10 years working towards educational equity, coaching hundreds of teachers and school leaders throughout Chicago public schools, and then moving to a position where I was leading national recruitment teams. I then switched industries, and I was leading people at a startup here in the city, so sort of like all the functions that fall under helping people be their best at work, performance management, talent acquisition, culture, coaching. And when I was doing that, as well as sort of like taking a look back at the different jobs that I'd had, a few things came sort of clear to me. One was that people generally have everything that they need to be successful, but we oftentimes aren't. So it's sort of a question of if you have everything that you need, then why isn't everybody just living their best life right now all the time? And what I came to is that it's really, really, really hard to identify your own blind spots and patterns in the ways of being and doing that are or are not serving you. And it's even harder to independently make really big shifts. So when I was a teacher, I remember I had an incredible coach that I worked with and I thought I was like doing a great job, right? But I knew that there were some things that I just couldn't solve. She came in one day and was like, you know, Carly, things look great around here. There's lots of good stuff happening, but what, like, what are you actually trying? But like, what are you actually trying to do here? What are you trying to accomplish? What's the point? What's the purpose? What's the vision? And with her guidance, I got to a place that was so much more aligned to my values. That was so much more fulfilling and impactful for my kids. And there's no way that I would have gotten to that place without somebody helping me become like essentially the best version of myself. You know, the other thing that I realized is that Whenever you kind of like peel back the layers on a successful freelancer or entrepreneur or team or company or classroom or whatever it may be, like you're going to find somebody who's operating from a place of deep alignment with their values and the things that they care most about and are not letting their inner voice or what they feel like they should be doing dominate the ways that they're acting. And, you know, like when I was leading people and I was leading teams, like that was always so true. Mm -hmm. And it just made me ask the question of like, what if everybody could do that? Like how much more successful would we be? How much faster would we be able to make change? How much more fulfilled would people feel? And then I also realized that like, that's something that I really like to help people do. So those kind of insights and my experiences led me to a place where I'm an executive coach. I work with high achieving leaders from freelancers all the way up to CEOs to help them become their most effective selves. That typically falls under a few different buckets. A large part of my work with people is helping them to define exactly what it is they want and how to get there. Whether that's a new career, whether that's the next step in their business, whatever is helping them clarify those things and then empowering them to make those choices along the way. The other bucket of things that I work on with people falls more under effectiveness coaching. So you have a business. How do I scale it from A to Z? How do I manage my team 
most effectively create the culture that I want within my team or organization or business, helping leaders work through those sorts of problems so that they are able to be, like I said, their most effective selves. There's oftentimes like a misnomer in executive coaching that you have to be a CEO in order to have an executive coach. And that's just like completely not true. Anybody truly can benefit from coaching, in particular freelancers and business owners, because it can be a really isolating thing to be running your own business and not really have anybody to turn to to help you see a bigger picture and identify your blind spots and raise self-awareness. And a coach can be a real gift to help you move in the direction that you may not even know you want to move in, but need to move in. Similarly, with senior leaders and people managers, you know, it's lonely up at the top. And I act not as an advisor or a mentor or a board member, but truly somebody that's there to champion you and help you get to where you want to be. It's funny too that you bring up leading with your values because a lot of people obviously ask me, how'd you get started? How, you know, how are you successful now? Well, I think what they need to also ask is, how are you successful year one? And I remember with all of the doubts and just voices in my head being like, oh, this might not be a good idea. I never really had that because I was always leading with, okay, if I give people the best customer service and the best brand experience, there's just no way that they'll run in the other direction and never come back to me ever again. And I always led with that. And maybe that sacrificed sometimes a high paying job or a job that I didn't really want to do. But now looking back and seeing that, you know, where my business is now, that was so important for me. And the fact that I always led with that, I think is really, it really attributes to my success throughout the five, six years that I've now been freelance. And obviously now my business has a whole bunch of new roadblocks and things that I need to work through. But at least from the starting point, I did hold that very strongly in the back of my head. And I think that really attributed to a lot of my growth in the beginning. But what is what are some of the things that people really should be thinking about when they are stuck? And that could be, you know, they're stuck when they're in year one or they're stuck if they're in year 10 or they're stuck if they just brought on a team of 10 people to work under them. Yeah, I, I it's such a good question and I'm excited to jump into it. I also just want to comment what you said. So whether you were intentional about it or not, Mm -hmm. when you were saying like, the thing that I cared about most was giving people a great experience, right? Mm -hmm. Like you were crafting a vision. You were making a brand statement around how you wanted to be in the world, like what you wanted to put out there. And you knew in your gut Mm -hmm. that it was the right move. Yes. And that idea of saying, this is what I stand for, This is what I care most about. This is how I'm going to operate teams, leaders, business owners, whatever. That is so, so, so important. There's this great TED Talk. Maybe you've read it or listened to it before by Simon Siddick. And it's all about the idea that people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And that's what you did by starting with that. And that is something that I would encourage everyone listening, that's the first place, right? You know, again, whether you're a freelancer, whether you have a successful business already and you're trying to figure out how to grow it, Mm -hmm. 
What are you all about? What are the most important things to you? And how does that align with who you really are as a person? But to your question of, okay, you're feeling stuck. Like, what do you do about it? Um, So the way that I think, and this is going to happen with everybody. There are going to be times for everyone that you're going to be stuck. And that stuckness can be really helpful because it helps to propel you to a new level. But the way that I think about this stuckness is you got to like figure out a way to channel this place of self-authority and self-authorship that you have in you to help navigate the like murkiness that you're facing right now. So with my clients, the way that I typically go through that sort of exercise is to first think about like, when were you just operating from your most badass, fierce self? What comes up when you think about that? And then how can you apply that to the specific situation that you're stuck in? Whether it's, there are six different things that I could be doing for my business right now, and I'm not sure which one of those six things I should be doing. Um, You know, I've been grinding at this for a year, and I'm not necessarily seeing the number of clients or revenue that I want. Where do I go from here? Or my team is growing. Like, how do I, you know, how do I manage that? So... If you're willing, I would love to kind of try this with you. Those examples that you just gave, by the way, are things that I hear from peers and friends all the time. And I think right now, especially with where everyone is at with, you know, this pandemic and pivoting businesses, and I think some people have a lot of oomph behind them and some people are like, getting dragged by the feet. And so hopefully, you know, you guys hearing me just being real right now and what (laughs) I am totally stuck with, I hope this just serves as you're not alone kind of a thing. So I think for me right now and why I would be, say, using you if I were a client is I would come to you and say, hey, Carly, I have been running this business for five, almost six years now. Things are going well but where do I go from here? You know, I want to build a team. I want to get, and I do now have Momoko, who is my associate, who is great, but how do I then hone her in her own photography world while still bringing in passive income for me? Well, maybe bringing another person on board with maybe bringing another thing. You know, it's like those layers are what really stress me out. And I feel like I understand how to work a one woman show of like, I have X number of clients a year. That's my cap. We're all done. And I could keep doing that, but I am an entrepreneur and I, that's not in my blood and I want to keep growing. And it all of a sudden feels very overwhelming. Yeah, totally. And and one thing that I should say too, about my um, like philosophy and approach as a coach is I don't have the answers, you know, like I don't, I don't know what is right for the clients that I work with and their particular businesses. I really, really, really believe that every single person has the inner resources and creativity within them to figure out what's next and find those places of and figure out what the right next move for your business is. Yes, sometimes in my work with people and coaching, we do get into strategy conversations, Mm -hmm. exactly like the one that you're talking about. But I, as a coach, will never say, 
all right, clap, 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 done, 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 hire this person, you're all set. Mm -hmm. Because people really do know what is best for themselves, even if they haven't quite figured out how Mm -hmm. to actually tap into that. Well, and I think even on a more philosophical level, rather, and this is my personality, is I go at you right away with business strategy. But I think if I were to rephrase the question again, it would be, I have worked my ass off for the last five years and I want a bit more work-life balance while still being able to propel and grow this. Mm. How do I work the same or work less, but still grow and evolve my business? Yeah. So that's really the question Mm -hmm. is how do I live the life that I want to live while also growing my business? Mm -hmm. How do I live the life I want to live while continuing to grow my business? Mm -hmm. So take a deep breath. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And let's try this exercise out and then we'll apply it to this question that you have and, and see what comes of it. Great. So what I want you to do first is just close your eyes. And she she really is closing her eyes. We're sitting at the table together. <laughs> um, and I want you to think of a time when you were just like really at your best. You were operating from a place that was just the most on fire, most self-agency, and you felt unstoppable. Uh, should I tell you when that was? Yeah, first, Tell me how you're feeling in your body when you talk about this time. I actually think the time where I felt my best self is when I was in the hustle, is when I was in maybe 2015 and I was getting about 20 wedding clients a year, which now we're at about 40 between Momoko and I. And I always still had this feeling of, oh, these people could go away any minute. Like I got to really show up as my best self and was feeling very fulfilled by the work that I was doing. I think it was still, you know, I was in like year three and it felt new to me and I was still learning so much. I think my learning has hit a plateau in this year five, six. So I think that year three where it was like, I wasn't worried about my rent, but I was still like, oh, I got to, I got to get this going. And I just had so much momentum under me. Yeah. Okay. So I heard you say learning, hustle, urgency, momentum. Mm -hmm. When you think about that time in 2015 and you talk about it right now, Mm -hmm. how do you physically feel? Uh, It feels uh, removed from me, like, because that's not where I am now at all. Mm. Try to put yourself back in that place. Okay. So like jump back in it. I feel energized and slightly stressed, but in a good way. Where do you feel that slight sense of stress? I think when I imagine, well, I have another client reach out to me, you know, the the constant, which I know everyone can relate to, the refresh your inbox and like, will <laughs> a website inquiry pop up? Like maybe no one did for the day and that was okay, but it was always so exciting when I would get a website inquiry. Okay, so like excitement. Yeah. There was some anticipation there. Yeah. And and what were you able to do when you were in this place of energized, good stress, excitement, hustle, learning, urgency? Mm-hmm. What were you able to do? I 
was able to really show up in the present moment for every single job because I was so grateful for each and every one of those clients. Yeah. Okay. So you were super present coming from a place of gratefulness Mm -hmm. and joy. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to repeat these words back to you. Okay. And then the question that I'm going to ask you is, is there a metaphor or image that comes to mind Mm -hmm. when we're talking about this time? Okay. So you were energized. You were stressed in a good way. You were excited. You were present. You were grateful learning, urgency, the hustle. Mm -hmm. Is there something that comes to mind for you, an image or a metaphor? Um, I think a little bit of that, like, feeling when you're maybe traveling to someplace new and it's all exciting and you're kind of energized and trying to figure out, you know, where you're going and Mm. the maps that you've never seen before and everything's new to you. And I would say, yeah, like traveling to a foreign country, that kind of comes up for me or... Just some place where it's like you show up and everything, you haven't seen it before. Mm, Okay. So just newness, bright eyes, traveling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to go with the image or a metaphor of a traveler? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay. So this is what we call your inner leader, the traveler. This person is energized, stressed, excited, present, grateful, curious, learning urgent. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that in your body right now? Yeah, totally. Okay. So what we're going to do now is taking this image or metaphor, this perspective of the traveler, your inner best self, Mm -hmm. we're going to apply it to the initial question that you had around how do I live the life that I want to live while continuing to grow my business? Mm. Okay. So sitting in this traveler perspective, Mm -hmm. when you think about that question, what does that allow you to do? I think it allows me to definitely give up a little bit of control and like the knowing what's around the corner thing. A lot of what Momoko has taught me is that if I would like to be growing my business while not working, you know, 80 hours a week is that I have to just allow for other people to experience those things and I can give them the tools that they need as much as I can. But kind of have to just be on this like, well, we'll see what today brings or we'll see what this week brings. Yeah. For anybody that knows a Seagull sister, it's very hard for us to release control. Very, very. Extremely. And that's been a huge, I think, roadblock with, you know, how do I grow my business while not working more is that inevitably will require me to give up control, some of it. Yeah. Okay. So from this traveler inner leader self perspective, releasing control what would you start to do and what would you stop doing? I probably would start doing, honestly, more check-ins like this and really not only check-ins with, say, a third-party coach like yourself, but also with Momoko and with all the people who encompass my life and my business. Hey, to the person I'm seeing, am I, like, working too much this weeknight? Like, am I being annoying with work right now? And if the answer is yes, then I know I need to pull back a little bit more. And maybe that is asking Momoko for more, um, which is something that I think has always come up for me in the past. Maybe asking Momoko for more and relinquishing some of that control. I think I would 
start to feel excited again about all the possibilities and accomplishments that Momoko can bring, not only to herself, but for the business. And I think I would stop worrying about things, yeah, that are out of my control. Like, how is she on a shoot when I'm not there? Yeah. I have to just assume she's doing a pretty good job. She's Which actually on a shoot right now. <laughs> <laughs> she's at an in-home newborn shoot. And you know what? I'm sure she is crushing it. And I think as long as I know that I'm giving her and anyone else who works for me the tools that they need yeah. and to give them a strong sense of who I am and what my business stands for, then they should be able to carry that through. And I can then, you know, focus on the things that I feel energized and excited about and kind of scared about, like maybe going into more YouTube production stuff or really focusing more on the podcast, which all of you know, I go in and out of based on how busy I am with my work stuff. So just focusing on other facets of my job that I never spent that much time with before. And hopefully that will give me a new perspective on learning and feel excited again about you know, showing up to work every day. I love that you just went there because what you did is you went bigger, mm -hmm. right? You didn't get stuck in, okay, this only has to do with how I allocate or delegate time to my associates. Mm -hmm. You went bigger and thought about, oh, when I'm in this perspective, this actually allows me to think way more expansively around what I actually want and things that do get me back to that place of childlike joy that I had when I initially mm -hmm. started my business. I think that comes up a lot too with people who I talk to and especially the year one photographers who are like, you know, how do I get a bunch of clients? Well, why aren't you asking yourself, like, how do I really impact my art with the community that's around me? You know, and for me, what I've always said with my photography is I want to bring the people in my life and the people in my community joy and memories through their photos. And I think always leading with that bigger picture has helped me hone in on the smaller things that I think a lot of people listening to this podcast get really, really stressed about. Oh, totally, right? Like you think, okay, I'm gonna start a business. I have this gift, I'm a freelancer, I have this talent, right? Mm -hmm. I need to just jump immediately into, let me post something on Instagram or let me figure out my scheduling system or how am I gonna invoice clients? Yes, 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 those things are very important. It's important to be an organized business person. Yeah. But if you just think about brass tacks, then you're only gonna get so far. Mm -hmm. And really what my work is with people is, is helping them think very expansively, again, around who their most effective self is, how they want to show up as that person, and then helping them navigate challenges that they're facing currently so that when they get to a place like you are right now, yeah. you have a set of tools to use to get yourself unstuck. Yeah. Well, this was super helpful. I didn't know if we were going to end in a fist fight or a big hug. <laughs> I think um, I will say to people listening, like, I always come to Carly for business advice, always throughout the years. And you've always just been so helpful with me. And I think it is important for people listening. If you have a support system, if you can't afford someone like, you know, Carly, a professional coach, tap into the people who you really respect and trust. That might not be your best friend and that's okay. I've never really come to my friends for business advice. I come to them for other things. And I come to 
a lot of times my sister or my dad or other mentors in my photography world for advice. So I would definitely encourage people to just tune into who they are talking about these things with. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, if you're kind of like just preaching to the choir, then you're really not going to get yourself to Carnegie Hall, right? Mm -hmm. You're only going to you're only going to go so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would encourage people to listening, you know, the exercise that we did together just now is something that you can try and, and work through either by yourself, just going back to those moments when you did feel like you were truly on fire. What were the elements of those things? How can you apply them to places that you're stuck currently? Or like Alicia's suggesting, find somebody else in your network to talk through it with mm -hmm. so that you're able to get yourself unstuck and move forward. Well, thanks so much for coming on. This was so special. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. <laughs> I feel like we should tell Dana that we love her too yes. and did not feel left out. Dana is our youngest sister. She She's probably not listening though. <laughs> She's probably not listening. She's really busy. She's a resident. Well, like I said, you guys, I don't know from this title is, is there a secret to freelance success? Maybe not, but I think really tuning in all the things that Carly touched on can move mountains for you and your business. And I know it has done that for me. So just wishing everyone the best and hope everyone is staying well and staying positive and reflecting on where they're at with their life and their business come this the end of this crazy crazy year and maybe that's a really good activity to do january 1st as you're kind of like new year new you all right thanks carly see you later thanks Leash. Editing and original music by Camden Stacy and my manager slash producer of the show, Sonia Garlick. Thanks so much for listening all. Stay tuned for more episodes each week and make sure to hit that subscribe button. I'm Alicia Tova and you're listening to The Freelance Hustle.